Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Sherapy. So, it's been another long, busy, and very stressful week. First off, my mom went in to have her pacemaker battery replaced. Your average pacemaker battery lasts between 5 and 10 years, and mom was at 7 years and at the end of its life. The doctor said it should last until the end of June, so on the 13th, she went into the hospital. I told her about it a month earlier, and she got pretty scared. A few days later, I was talking about it with my brother, and she overheard and wanted to know when it was happening and why she had to have it done, and she was scared. So I decided not to mention it again until the day of. Since she kept forgetting, it was like upsetting her over and over. So I told her again on the day of, while we were waiting and the nurses were getting her ready, again she was scared and wanted to know why she had to get it done. But the nurses were great and very understanding and patient with her. They took her in for the procedure a little before 8, and we were on our way home by 10.30. The whole procedure took around 45 minutes. Before we left, the nurse said, do not remove the Band-Aid and no baths or showers until mom sees the doctor in seven days. Infection is a common complication. No problem, or so I thought. That night, she was okay, a little incoherent, but that was kind of expected but she kept touching her Band-Aid. And by the way, this Band-Aid was covered. I mean, she had the Band-Aid over the incision and then the tape went over the incision, over the Band-Aid, and up over her shoulder. There was no way this Band-Aid was coming off. Anyway, I kept reminding her not to touch it. So the next morning, she was in pain, obviously, and I was giving her codeine and Tylenol that the doctor had given me around every four to six hours. I told her, just stay in their pajamas all day and sleep and rest. Which she kind of did, but she did get up and put her around a little bit. I asked her to leave her Band-Aid alone, but she kept touching it and asking what it was doing there. She couldn't remember her surgery at all. She was out of it due to the pain meds, so around 6, she comes in my room all dressed. I asked her why she put her clothes on at 6 p.m., and she informs me because she wants to. Okay, I'm a little concerned about her bra because the bra covered her band-aid, but I look at it and it looks all right. About an hour later, I go in her room to ask what she'd like for dinner. She's now back in her pajamas and looking very agitated. I ask her what's wrong and she says she's looking for her pads. I tell her they're in her bathroom. She says, oh, okay. And as I'm asking her about dinner, I notice when she sits down, I can see her incision. Her band-aid is off. I look into the bathroom, and there it is, rolled up on the bathroom sink. I ask her why she took her band-aid off, 
And she says, what Band-Aid? As she looks at her arms. I pick up the rolled up Band-Aid and it feels wet. I ask, did you take a shower? And she says, no. I look in the shower and it's dry, thank God. It's around 7.30 and I'm so stressed, I start to cry. And I seriously start to go outside to scream at the top of my lungs. I don't, and I tell mom, keep her nightgown on, and I put some pants on her, and we're off to the hospital. We get to the hospital ER, and it looks like there was some kind of catastrophe that happened. People are packed inside, and they're waiting outside. I'm thinking we're going to be here until 1 a.m., and it's only 8.30. Now, at our hospital, once you check in, they bring you into an intake room to take your vitals. Then they send you back into the waiting room until they call you back to see a doctor, which could be hours. When they called us into the intake room, they seemed to understand my mom has dementia. So they decided just to check her incision and rebandage it there instead of sending us back into the waiting room. So they bandaged it up, gave me some extra, and we were on our way home by 9.30. I love those guys at Presbyterian. On the way home, she asked me again why she had to have a Band-Aid on. And I told her, just leave the Band-Aid alone. I began to realize maybe it was her pain meds. It was hard enough for her to remember as it was, but being all doped up just made it impossible. No wonder she took her Band-Aid off. She didn't even remember having her surgery, so yeah, why not take off this thing that's irritating you? The next day, I didn't give her any of those pain meds that the doctor prescribed. I gave her the one she takes for her back instead. So as of today, six days later, she seems to understand better that she has to leave that Band-Aid on and why. So far, so good. It only makes sense that if a person with dementia has a hard time remembering and understanding, then it's going to be worse if you put them on pain meds that make them woozy. I don't know why I didn't put it together sooner. I guess I was just too concerned that she was pain-free. You know, it's amazing how much has changed in seven years. When she had the pacemaker first put in, she was able to take care of herself, understood directions, take her own meds, and could remember her doctor appointments, was even still driving a car. I could have a conversation with her, talk to her about my day at work, tell her my frustrations. Now, none of that's possible. She sometimes sits in front of the big window in the living room, looking out at the world. I can't even imagine how she must feel to lose your independence and to slowly lose your memory. I often ask her what she's thinking about, and she always laughs and says she can't remember. I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. So during the last episode, I mentioned that I was going to tell Jack's story and some of the survivors were going to tell theirs. It was my way of showing how silence can leave devastating effects. So as I started making arrangements to record, it became clear it wasn't going to happen. I was asking people to rip off their Band-Aid and some were just not ready to do that publicly. And I totally understand and respect that. Telling this story has always been important to me, but not at the expense of others. 
Unfortunately, to this day, it still seems Jack's influence is still around trying to destroy and harm. But as much as I want to, I can't fix anyone but myself. Everyone has their own story to tell and their own way to heal. All I can do is support them, tell my own story the best I can, and let them leave that band-aid on until it's their time to take it off. Also during this time, I heard disheartening remarks about my podcast. Now, I can take criticism, and I could take it from a stranger or a family member, as long as it's constructive. But when you hear something that just is kind of the opposite and is just mean, uh, and it's from someone you thought supported you, it's very hurtful. And for me, it was, it was, it just was the cherry on top of a crappy week. So I seriously thought of shutting down the podcast. But someone talked me off the fence and gave me some good advice. I also prayed about it. We all have a calling, and I thought that this was mine. But my insecurities got the best of me, and I started to question it. Then God started to send good things my way regarding the podcast, along with some very supportive feedback from listeners. And I felt inspired, and I felt much better and more determined than ever to keep going on. It's so easy to get confused and discouraged, especially when you feel betrayed. I love what Oprah wrote. Whatever you're calling, it's already rooted within you, and those roots can be trampled or tugged at, but never removed. They grow stronger only when tended, nurtured, and most important, shared with others. Is this my calling? I don't know. But for now, I'll follow this path that I feel God has put me on and see where it leads. So, I say... Let's move on and up. Now for some fun news. If you own an Amazon Alexa, there's a new skill for you to try. It's a Sherapy flash briefing skill. Just go to your Alexa app, go to skills, search for Sherapy, then enable the skill. Then ask Alexa, what's my flash briefing? And she will catch you up on the latest episode of Sherapy. Give it a try. It's free. Okay. So, I think that's it for this episode. By the way, I'll be releasing Sherpy every Thursday from now on. It just seems to work better for my schedule. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And if you're moved by this episode in some way, share it, leave a comment, a rating, leave a voice message. I really love to hear from you. And you can find lots of links, including the Sherpy Alexa skill, in the episode description or in the bios of Sherpy with Sherry Todd, Facebook or Instagram pages. I really appreciate your support. Until next time, always remember to embrace your voice. See you, bye. You can find Sherpy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.